The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And belly on up to the nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris. Hannah is off this week. This is the EP Podcast. 30 minutes of good for Evergreen Park and the surrounding area, all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. You need a bank you can rely on, uh, one that loves this community, and also puts the money back in after an ATM fee. Any place you're at, I don't know where you hang out. I don't know where you're drawing your money from. They may be charging you an arm and a leg to be able to get cash out of someplace. doesn't matter. First National Bank of Evergreen Park puts the money back in, so every ATM is free nationwide. Plus, if you open up a total access checking account, you get a $300 bonus. Learn more at bankevergreenpark.com, but I suggest you get in there. You check out the interest they're giving on savings accounts and CDs. They're through the roof right now because of the way the economy is. Uh, See them in that iconic building right there on the corner of 95th and Pulaski. Uh, Since Hannah is out, I have somebody joining me for the next half hour. I think he deserves a whole half hour. He was a part of this network when I first started the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network as one half of me and the priest, and I am not the priest. So uh, Father Paul Guzman had to fill that role, and he went through some trouble recently. And I I think anybody paying attention heard all about it, and I think anybody that knew him knew it was just a bunch of bull. And we're very happy that he got through the process. It was an arduous process, and it sounds like it was terrible. So I'm glad you're through it. How are you? Doing better now that I'm back home. Yeah, and you got a bourbon in front of me. And I got a bourbon in front of me (laughs) with this... um, Bloody butcher corn thing. It's very good. I like it. Yeah. Jebtha Creed. Yeah. It's just outside of uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, you can get it at Binney's now. I don't think oh, you get great. it when I first discovered it uh, a while back, but you can get it at Binney's now. And it, it like if you're a bourbon drinker and you want to try a bourbon that has a very distinctly different taste than most bourbons because of the type of corn they use, it's an interesting one to go and try. Yeah, it's kind of sweet. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, I left the bottle over there in case you needed more. Oh, well, let everybody it's know a, I got a, a bottle half, sitting in front of me. It's a half hour show. Okay. <laughs> I have the decanter by me. <laughs> I have the house bourbon over here. Yeah, but that's a blend. Right. Well, yeah, is, yeah. That's that, a real deal. I have a friend of mine, I was explaining this to Father Paul, who loves bourbon, who told me that uh, every time he gets to the bottom of a bottle, instead of just having like a little miniature glass, he pours that into his decanter and makes a blend with the bourbons and then just opens up a new bottle and it creates like an ever-changing bourbon that is at your bar. And I'm trying to do that, but I never get the decanter all the way to the top before I need it. And that's the problem. I have the same problem. It's, <laughs> you know, but, you know, you, you get over it after right, a while. Yeah, 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 it's all right. It's all good. It's like the loaves and the fishes. So, yeah. uh, listen, Easter just happened. There's a lot of stuff you missed while you were gone. How long were you gone for between your deployment in Djibouti for the uh, the U.S. Navy, also the Marines? You know, you, you deal with both of them as a chaplain. And, and how long were you gone for that and then the combination of when you had to come back and go through this very long process to clear your name, where it sounds like the moment they finally got around to actually handling the case, it was very easy to clear you, thank Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It went really smooth. It was just uh, the hard part was was the waiting. But I was gone almost two years. Yeah. I was boots on ground. Now, that's in Djibouti, boots on ground for 369 days. And Djibouti, uh, uh, just tell me if I'm wrong. 
near like where the Suez Canal is? Yes, it's, and, it's and, on the Horn of Africa. Yeah. It borders on Somalia and Ethiopia, and it's right across the Gulf of Aden from Yemen. Yeah. So it's it's mild right temperatures there. there, probably in the sixties all oh, the time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, summers were a balmy one hundred and twenty degrees with ninety five percent humidity. It was glorious. That's I just, crazy. Yeah. Well, winters were nice. Winters, you know, at night it was like seventy five, seventy six. Yeah. And it was great to be over the ward room, uh, drinking uh, Manhattans. Uh, and well, you can get that there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, we, I remember when you had your deployment to Syria, you couldn't get yeah, a drop we didn't, anywhere. We didn't have any, any alcohol at all, but we could have, well, we, we cheated. I don't know if I should talk about the cheating. How about you say that, that, that sometimes bad apples do what? Oh, yeah, sometimes. Okay, well, um, we were allowed two drinks in 24 hours. <laughs> I couldn't so, do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I couldn't either. I meant two drinks getting the microphone set up on the bar. <laughs> we're, we're talking about military people. You like, two drinks? I know. Come on. And we actually got ration cards. You know, it had like 31. And they check off your drinks? Oh, ooh, yeah. It's got like uh, like April the 1st. It's got two two blocks, you know, for drink number one and drink number two. Yeah. Well, you know, some unscrupulous people, you know, they would take their pen and for block number one, they would uh, make an X, but they would only put one leg of the X this way. Oh. You know? And then you'd come back so for number two. Box. Yes, yeah. So you're getting eight drinks. And, and, then, yeah, and then we got busted, and um, then they had to use a magic marker. You're a priest for crying out loud. What are you doing, like, pulling games like this? You're not supposed to say we I, either. I was you're supposed just to say these other people. Oh, you were I was witness just a to witness it. to right. it. Okay, yeah. I believe you. So then they would take a magic marker, and they would put a little dot in the box. And then if you came back for another drink, they made the, the dot a little bigger. And then for the third one, they make that dot a little bigger. And then for your um, fourth one, then we move over to the other box and we put a little dot, you know, and it, we just go that way, you know. Uh, unscrupulous. You know, just, Terrible. Oh, it was horrible. Terrible stuff. I, I, I was scandalized. And then you had to hear their confessions, too, on top of it, probably, when they, when they admitted to, that they did something wrong. Uh, is yeah, that a confessible sin? Well, is that something? Is that if you get drunk? Sin, if least, you get right? drunk, yeah. Right. Well, it depends on how drunk you get. You okay. know, no. Now we had some guys. Not not like the enlisted guys. The enlisted guys, they had their own club too. It was called the Thirsty Camel, and same thing for them. It was it was only two, but but they were a little more strict because enlisted guys get a little more wily. I I, I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, but I have they, friends who are enlisted guys. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, you know, they're wily. Yeah. They're but n- they had this um, an imported beer. I think it was German, and it came in a big bottle, and that bad boy was eleven percent. So they would get two of these big bottles as eleven percent. And it was like, I only had two drinks. Yeah, they're drinking two liters of beer, though. Yeah, yeah. they're drinking two liters right, of exactly. beer. You know, yeah. and they would get wily. There was this one guy. He, You know what a gator is, right? Yeah. It's a four-wheel drive, kind of like an ATV. Yeah. Well, he's all liquored up. And, and the MAs, they catch him. And, and they try to do a good deed. They said, look, park the gator. Go home. M- MAs are those M- MAs are, in the Navy. They're like MPs? Yeah, but MA they're stands MAs. for Master at Arms, and, and there are police. If you watch movies, you only know what they show you. So oh, yeah, I yeah, know yeah, that. Okay, yeah. so that's the same that's thing. That's La La Land. Gotcha. La La Land. So he parks the thing. He almost goes home. He waits for the MAs to leave. He goes back to that gator, and he goes tooling around, drunk as a skunk, and he rolls the gator. Well, that's not good. Uh, and, and he got hurt. He broke his arm. That gets you in trouble. Oh, yeah. captain's mast. You oh, never yeah. want to get in trouble in the oh, military, I would think. Oh, no, no, no. Like, yeah. like, here's the thing. When I heard about what you were going through, 
And I, and, and I, I remember thinking to myself, I wonder if this is something military related because you were on deployment. And I, that's what I kept thinking. I'm like, well, that's bad, <laughs> you know? And what the heck did he do when he was doing that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't want to touch on it anymore, <laughs> but I just want to give you, just want to get your thoughts about what it was like. Palm Sunday was your first mass back, I want to say, right? Yes. Okay, yep. at Redeemer. And I know, and, and from who I've talked to in that community, it feels like an entire community of people that are really happy you're back. And I've had a lot of people comment to me, like, I don't know him very well. I've heard him on your show. When I heard these things that were that were said about him, I didn't believe it. It doesn't sound like it held any water whatsoever. And that's why when, you know, they put out that letter and then very quickly after that, it's like it's over because it was really something. Was one week right, to the exactly. day. One week it was like, wait a minute, this this doesn't hold water. It's crazy. This 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 accusation is 40 years old. There There's nothing to this. And and. And there were multiple, multiple uh, organizations that looked at it. It sounded like that. Like when I saw one of the reports on it, you have you have state agencies that are looking at it because it wasn't even when you were a priest. It's not like the archdiocese is the only one clearing you. And that quickly, all these people say, yeah, this is this is nuts. Move on from this. This is crazy. But what was it like getting up in front of people and doing your first mass? And were you out of practice? Um, I was out of practice in that, you know, my faculties were suspended, so I couldn't do a... So you, a, couldn't, you couldn't give a mass for how no, long? No, for since I came back from Djibouti, which was in June. Because when you're in Djibouti, mm-hmm. you're not under this diocese, right. you're under the military. And the military was like, we're keeping him active. Right. And when he gets back, you guys can go through your process. Right. But we read this thing and we're like, yeah. we're keeping him. We need a guy over here yeah. and we think and, he's fine. And, and so we, even the military this, looked at yeah. this and was like, we're not doing yeah, anything to this. this. this Keep is, him here. Yeah. The right. military okay. said, this is bogus. We're, yeah. we're not dealing with this. And uh, so I continued my ministry um, at uh, for the military. And I, I, I had the, uh, the base at Djibouti to cover and then we had a um an air another little airstrip that was shabelli which was connected to um cldj but that's where the air force had their drones and i would cover the air force guys over there too and on top of that um i think i was flown out to five ships i had the uh, uss patuxent did you get to go between ships no, I went on a damn Osprey. It flew. Because that was something you told yeah, me that there was like a wanna... thing where you get the zip yeah, line from one ship to Bolson's another. chair in yeah. between. Yeah. You no, didn't get to do that? No, no, thank goodness. Well, that's a shame. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad enough going in that Osprey. I think I got pictures of that. What's an Osprey for people who don't an know An Osprey is? is a fixed ring aircraft, but it has uh, motors that tilt. So it can take off oh, like a helicopter. they look like helicopters yeah, and then they turn into planes. I got a picture. No, I've seen them in movies before. Yeah. Like they usually use them in action movies and you're yeah, like, well, what is that crazy the, the thing? The Marines yeah. use these a lot and they call them Marine killers because these uh, aircraft has- They crash they, all the time. Yeah. They, yeah. You know, they, they fall out of the air and yeah. I don't and you like got, them. And you got to be on those. Yeah. It's it's like, here, here's <laughs> yeah. you. Nobody here. can see it. Yeah, but you can see it. Okay. I see it. Okay. It's great. He's got Tim like in like pilot glasses. He looks terrified. Secret So he took a picture while he's going along. Okay. So- so um, you, you got to do mass in Djibouti, then you get back, and you have a very long time where you're on the shelf, yeah, just waiting for the slow gears of how everything works to turn, right? And and 
You so you didn't do mass for how almost a year I would think. Uh, close June, to it, right? July, Ten August, months. September, October, November, December, January, February, March. Counting them up here. Yeah, yeah. Like almost a year. So when was your first mass? Was it on Palm Sunday? Yes. Well, no, I did um, a morning mass, a couple of morning masses in the in just, the week. Yeah, just it's like when just I was this week. When I was showing up at a radio station, I was starting yeah. a new morning drive show, mm-hmm. and I hadn't done it in a month or so. Right. And I was starting new. Yeah. I would do it at two o'clock in the morning on like a weekend or in the, like on a Tuesday and use like an accent so people didn't know who it was. <laughs> so I could just get used to the equipment before I started the show and yeah, built the show yeah. in whatever town. So you got a little bit of practice before you did the big yeah. one. So the first one you're doing, do you forget things? Um, do you no, get lost? Be- no, because in the Navy, we have seven P's that we have to learn. And those are? Proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. So... <laughs> <laughs> So you, to you, you, practice, <laughs> you practice before, so there is no piss poor performance, you amazing. see. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. All right. Father Paul sitting down here on the EP podcast, a very special post-Easter episode with uh, the, the priest that has returned to his parish and has been a, uh, a guest on this show a bunch of times before he went away two years ago. Uh, had his own podcast on a network, Me and the Priest. I always get messages about you. And uh, this segment is brought to you by the Law Offices of Parente and Norum. Uh, when you've been injured, you need a team that will do what it takes to fight for your rights. The insurance companies only care about one thing, the bottom line. Law Offices of Parente and Norum. Their team has the experience, dedication, and proven results it takes to get you the care and compensation you deserve. They recovered over a half a billion dollars so far for their injured clients and loved ones for a free case evaluation EP podcast. Listeners, call or text them today at 312-641-5926 or visit pninjurylaw.com. So you have your masses. I was at the 11 o'clock on Palm Sunday when it was Mm -hmm. your first official weekend back. And then I had to wait a while because people wanted to talk to you. What was it like? What was it like to finally get in front of a congregation that you hadn't seen here in Evergreen Park in two years that you had known, like, they, they, they weren't aware, they knew there was something. Because I know that, like, that was a thing that was moving around. That's, you, something had happened. We didn't know if it was a military-related thing. We didn't know if you were sick. We didn't know what was going on. And then they get all this information, and they have to process it, see the ending move so quickly and now you're in front of them. What was it like? What was the reaction you got? Well, it was kind of unbelievable because while I was on the shelf and right after the media dump, I got a call from several priests that were falsely accused as well. And they said, what you're going to experience, you're not going to believe. They said, people are going to be so supportive, you're not going to, you're not going to believe it. And that's exactly what happened here. I had so many people reach out to me and tell me how, how much they were praying for me, how, how much they're glad to see me back. And it literally brought a tear to my eye. You know, I couldn't, couldn't believe that you, know, that, that you were missed that much and that people appreciated you that much. And I'm still trying to process that. I, I was just so devastated. You know, I was a policeman, registered nurse, in combat, U.S. Marshal. U.S. Marshal. Yeah. And, and this was the worst experience of my life. Yeah. My life. I've gone through so much. It, it just devastated me emotionally. But to come back to this has really been a pleasure. And, and it's a shock even. I didn't think what the other priest told me was going to be real. But it was more than I, I even could imagine. And you didn't know. I kind of told you something today. And I could see the look on your face because you were kind of surprised by it. Since you've been gone, a lot has happened. 
Okay. I oh. mean, you know, Bernadette's gone. Yeah. Not yeah. only is not only is the parish gone, the building's gone. Oh no, I didn't it's know that. It's a parking lot. Like no. they knocked it down recently. Is the church still there? Uh no. Everything's <gasps> gone. No, that and, was such and a they pretty couldn't, church. They couldn't even remove the cross over there in that neighborhood in Evergreen Park because the cross was built out of the concrete. So from what I read, since the cross in the outer part of the building couldn't be saved, it literally just got demolished. Oh my like on the goodness. side of the building. So like it was it was it was gut wrenching for the people in that neighborhood. Oh, I mean gosh. that's a that's a neighborhood in Evergreen Park that's part of EP yes. over there. And it's been a gut wrenching thing for them over the last year or so. We saw the principal removed from Queen of Martyrs because he he said he said, I'm gonna do what I think is right. And we saw all the people that were out there. We saw the Bernadette Martyrs combined, and they still have to come up with a new name. They're going to make a new name. I'm sure you're already aware that the pastor of Bernadette became the pastor yes. over at Martyrs. Um, and he's Benedict, yes. Really he's, nice. He's, he's been a, on the a, show before. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. He's I think he's the fire department chaplain. Yeah. And he's a motorcycle rider. Yeah. he's yeah. He, he does this thing where he puts a cow out in the middle of- Yes. Like, yeah. And, you and take, he puts a grid and wherever the cow poops- it, Yeah. Like, it's, you, you win. It's yeah. A, yeah. It's a competition. It's yeah. crazy. That's how he raises <clears> money. It's amazing. So, But there's been so much that's happened. And what I was telling you was- there were priests that were looking for a place to go. And your guy, your pastor, Jim Highland over at, at Redeemer, didn't take anybody because he was like, I don't want to give up Paul's spot because I want him back. And what did that feel like when you heard that? Because that's got to also be something where you're like, I mean, because you were only there for a couple of years with Jim before this all happened. Actually, it's been about five. Okay. It, it, but it seems Yeah, but let's that, think about the fact you were deployed one yeah. other time. You probably actually been in the building for two <laughs> years. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But if you think well, about it, he did every mass. He did every yeah. mass while you were gone. Well, and that, that was because part, you were gone. Part of my beef with, yeah. with the archdiocese, I said. Don't get don't, in trouble. Don't get in trouble. Oh, so you're going to be okay? Uh, well, this is, I think this is going to be okay. I this said, will don't, be okay. I said, don't think about me. Think about the pastor, the poor pastor. He's got this parish all by himself. Yeah. Let's hurry this along. You know, have mercy on this poor man. Yeah. You know, and, and besides that, he's got a, re a resident there that's 100 years old and will be 101 in May. I just had a conversation with him the other day. I popped in and saw him, uh, Father Adamich over there. Again, we got we have a priest that's over in that building, who's over a hundred. Yeah, and and uh, my daughter from time to time will work in the rectory now. She's one of the girls over there. He was sitting there because he wanted to make sure he was there at late at night to protect her. And I was laughing. Like she takes kickboxing and jujitsu. My daughter, she's <laughs> yeah, seventeen she years old. Me. She'd be defending mm -hmm. him. I, like, I thought, <laughs> no. but in, like his in his mind, he's like, I got to go sit out here and make sure that she's okay. He's a hundred some years old. It's yeah, crazy it's to gonna me. Going to be a hundred and one in May, what and he's going to be seventy five years a priest in May. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, he's been a priest longer than I've been alive. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. And he's your buddy too. You he's my little buddy. Yeah, you, yeah. Lo you, you guys get along very, oh, very yeah, well. We do building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. You have missed a few things while you were gone, but when you were over there in, in Djibouti and you were doing the deployment, 
Just give me a little idea of what it's like being on that base. I think that's the thing. Like people, people missed you and they want to know what's going on with you. And I think that like, if I could, if I could tell people, you know, cause I don't know how detailed he would get in his answer. If I could tell people, I feel like you went through a lot and that it, it, you know, you've, you've had some, some, some ups and downs over the last couple of years, but you're still the same guy. It, yeah, it didn't I'm, break you. You no. didn't get broken it by what close. you went through. Yeah. It came close. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you, you, you seem still like the, the same guy that I, I remember when you went off on your deployment, but tell me a little bit about that deployment and kind of fill people in on what it was like, what you were doing over there, mm-hmm. because I'm sure they want to know where you've been. Right. When I first got there, we we're still in COVID. So it was a, a little difficult over there. Of course, you couldn't be outside really during the day because it was so hot. Uh, so you couldn't work out outside. And we, we had a couple of uh, gyms over there, but you had to schedule an appointment because they could only let so many people in at a time. All the mask wearing, everything was spread out in the galley. Well, they call it a defense. And that's but. interesting to me because I, I know guys in the military who would tell me that they were treating things differently than even we were treating them here. So that's interesting to me that at the base over there in Djibouti, you had to deal with all those restrictions. We, we had to deal, yeah. deal with all those restrictions. We had a nice blessed sacrament chapel over there, separate from the main chapel. But we couldn't use the main chapel because it was small and you had to have all this spacing. So we had it in the, um, we call it an MWR, uh, Morale, Welfare, and Recreation. It's a big hall, and everything was all spe- uh, spread out. So we had to have mass over there. This Blessed Sacrament Chapel, there is only allowed to be two people in there at any time. So it was very, very difficult, you know, to, um, to have services there. But we were able to manage, and I had a, a lot of, you know, we're going through covid People were having a, a lot of issues, COVID-related and um, home-related and work-related as well, that we were kept busy, I mean, like crazy. And then I went through three officers in charge of, of, of my unit there. I got there, and, and that, uh, that commander was there for just a few months, and then, and then he uh, PRD'd or he processed out. Yeah, when you that, say that, I don't know what that means. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if he's either. dead. Yeah, I don't we, know what no, that means. We, we, in the military, we speak in alphabets. Yeah, nobody knows what you're yeah, talking nobody about. Nobody knows. Yeah, it's like, you know, speak English. <laughs> and, and then the, the next one was a rabbi. He was a really great guy. He's actually a professor at Villanova. I'm going to tell you uh, something. As a Catholic, I've met, met several rabbis. They always seem to be just like the most fun cool. people to have conversations They're so cool. with. They're and, so cool. And, and this guy has, you know, got a PhD. He teaches yeah. at Vanderbilt. He, he was an amazing fella. They're the most interesting people. And they're, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was great. And then, then uh, the, the next uh, OIC was uh, uh, a, uh, a Lutheran uh, minister and... Uh, we all got along so well and we kept the lid on because during the COVID time, of course, the military said, everybody's got to get the jab. And there were so many people who wanted uh, uh, deferment from that because, you know, they had objections, uh, you know, to the, uh, to the vaccine. So we were cranking out the paperwork for this. And of course, the military didn't sec- uh, accept a single See, that's one. what I imagine you were doing over there. Yeah. During that time, I figured, oh, he's right in the middle of that. Yeah, Somebody's coming to him asking As a matter to fill of fact, out a you know, we had yeah. Air Force there too, and we were we were doing so much for the Air Force. They actually won uh, a uh, Air Force Achievement Medal for all the the work we did with the Air Force. You got a medal? Uh, I got okay, several. Um, oh, you got several medals. Tell me how many medals you got when you were over. There. Uh, I got uh, a Navy Commendation Medal for what? Uh, for all the work that I did okay. when I was there. And I got the Air Force Achievement Medal for what we were doing there. We had a, a humanitarian, I forget, a humanitarian something medal for the, for the work we were doing with the, uh, with the Djiboutian people. And uh, 
What else the heck? I, I, I got a nice little rack. All right, here. I got a follow-up question real quick. Okay. Gonna, I want to get the last of the people that have paid money to the EP podcast because it's kind of a different yeah. format. Thank you for paying money. Yeah, so I want to make podcast. sure I take care of them. So okay. first off, they've been with us forever. Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Uh, quitting smoking is hard. Cool Clouds wants to give you an alternative. They have a full taster bar, great CBD products, and the uh, amazing, incredible, I've already gotten a walkthrough, Spoken Vine, going to be opening up very shortly, right next to their location on the northeast corner of 95th and Kedzie. See more at coolcloudsvapor.com. Stop into the current shop that's over there at 95th and Kedzie. I'm going to take you to that place, too. Okay. Uh, it's there. It is Spoken Vine. The idea is that you ride your bike over there and you drink wine. And oh. they're going to have food there as well. It's gonna, basically a wine tasting place. The entire back bar is just all these like areas for them to put all these different bottles. And then you can actually buy your bottles while you're there. So if you like something, you can pick it up and bring it home. Oh, that's like, nice. You're going to love it. Oh. Okay. I've already gotten a walk through and Reed and Bridget over there that own it are amazing. And then I have another one to tell you about that came along since you left. Evergreen Park residents who grow hot peppers in different backyards around Evergreen Park, and make mm. hot sauce out of it. Ooh. It's called SidSauce.net, and they make, like, I, I want to say on their website right now, they probably got 13 to 15. It might be more, okay? I mean, like, as we're sitting here, I have no idea. But I have, like, they deliver it right to your door. Oh, and, really? Like, most of the bottles are, like, six bucks, and they're, they're just oh, amazing. Thank you for telling me. Check That's, them out. Yeah, yeah. I definitely I mean, will. They're they're incredible as well. Uh, I mean, it's the only hot sauce I use right now. When my when my son Dominic actually got the Rona, you were you were gone. Uh, he lost his sense of taste, and he would just drink hot sauces and giggle because he couldn't taste them. And there was no heat yeah. with it, which he thought was funny. He would bite into onions, and he would drink hot sauce, and he would laugh about it. Because he's a teenage boy. Yeah. And well, I lost do. my, I got COVID twice. I got the jab, the yeah. military maybe get the jab, and I got it twice anyway. So yeah. you know, and you, yeah. lost my hearing, had a brain bleed. I was bleed waiting and, to see if you told people that. You lost some of your hearing because of it and your taste. And my taste, the second time around, I lost my taste. That's crazy. And a brain bleed. Yeah, I know. And you're, you got a brain bleed too. Yeah. You're a mess. I am. I'm Drink a hot more mess. bourbon. You'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I am. Okay. We got All a couple right. minutes here. I want to ask you this question. All right. So you're over in Djibouti. You mentioned you got a medal for humanitarian efforts. So that means that you're doing stuff with the people of Djibouti. Right. So tell me what that was like. Finish that so, off. Some of the things that we did with the Djiboutians, uh, they want to know English because English is the uh, language of business. Right. So, you know, they're, they're wonderful people. And so what we did is we had these, um, these meetings with uh, the college kids and adults. And it was just basically conversations. We would get together and we would uh, just pick a topic and we would talk and then we would correct their English. And, 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 uh, we, we, you know, got to, uh, do all kinds of, you know, cool stuff with them. And then uh, we did with the local Jibushan, uh, people, you know, we would have them on base and do things. We, we did, had a thing called a bazaar and it was wonderful for the Jibushan, um, people because we would bring them on. I think we had like 40 vendors, we had like 20 that were artisans and 20 that were just vendors. And they would come on, to, we'd bring them onto the base, we'd vet them through the embassy, and they would sell their uh, their wares. And we, were, we, were, we were most interested in things that were made in Djibouti by Djiboutians. And um, each time we had Seriously, the- Seriously, every time you say that, I think to myself, it's like something out of Star Wars, the Djiboutians. Yeah, it is. Because like, like, I never heard of Djibouti until you brought it up that you yeah, were Yeah, you thought there. I was- yeah. Kidding? No, yeah. there is a Djibouti. <laughs> it's amazing. There, there's a Djibouti. Yeah, and um, that that uh, the the bazaar for the for the vendors and the artisans they they would come 
out of there with like $50,000 in American money. So for the Good whole for thing, them. it was. And they I would, want to open an artist in market in Djibouti. They would literally uh, kill to get to be vetted to come onto base and sell their They would wares. literally kill? They would literally kill. Oh, so there's some bad stuff that was happening. Well, it's it's like it made money for the people, right. and they're poor over yeah. there. And it's like, let me on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What a world to be what a, world a part to be of. In. That's, in, that's, a, that's amazing to me. Yeah. So, I mean, you spend your time over there. I know you like the, the, the chaplain thing. Yes. I remember talking to you about this. I remember when you went to Syria the first time, we were still doing me and the priest. Yeah. And, and we were doing it via Skype we while were, I was there. We stopped with Djibouti because I was like, we talked about it and I was like, I just feel like this is going to be too much on you. Mm-hmm. And now when I know how it went for the last two years, that would have been really hard on you. And so I think that that's probably, it's probably best. But I mean, like we, uh, like I, I know you love doing it, but now after this long stretch of not being at Redeemer, are you ready for like a long stretch at Redeemer? Oh, well, yeah. And there, unless... Something happens bad in the world. Um, I age out in January. So you're done. So I'm done in January. Oh, um, that's a shame. You always wanted to be deployed on a ship. That was your thing. They were so, uh, let, me, let me tell you. There was an opportunity. Well, actually, another one just came out. There was an opportunity. And, for, by, and by the way, before he tells the story, he was held over. Yeah. He was only supposed to be in Djibouti for six months. For they held nine him, months. And nine I got, months. They held you for more than a year. More than a year. Which is not, which is over the limit that they're supposed oh, to they hold had to them. get special permission and from they Big it. Navy. Right. And they so held he me. did a very long tour compared to what he's supposed to do. But anyway, yes. tell me that. Yeah. Um, where were we? You, I, I said you always wanted to be on a ship. Oh, yeah. So there was, really a, there was an opportunity to be on the USS San Jacinto. And, but it would have taken me over January. So I called my command and I said, I would love to take that deployment. Um, but you'll have to get special permission for me to go over my extension that I already have to, to extend my extension. They said, no, I'm sorry. I know you always wanted to be on a ship. You want to be on a ship and you want to be surrounded and have to get into a firefight. I know you don't I want to tell me close. This. I know I'm you sure. didn't like, I mean, like here, if you've never heard about his first deployment, his bodyguard used to carry an extra gun on his back just in case something happened because this guy used to be a U.S. Marshal and he's like, they don't give him a gun because he's a priest over there, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but this was like your dream. Your dream was to be yeah. surrounded like it was the Alamo and have to fight back. Like, I mean, like, yeah. that and being on a ship, you didn't get either one of them. I didn't get either one. You didn't even get a combat medal. Well, Guardian Angels were working that day know, and they you kept wanted the, You yeah. wanted the medal. I did. I know and you so wanted the medal. My, so did my bodyguard. <laughs> well, he and, still has a chance. Yeah, he still has a chance. Uh, uh, you're, timing, you're aging out. I'm sorry. Well, but I knew when I was in um, school, uh, in, the, in the chaplain score, uh, uh, corps school, we went out to Paris Island, which is a Marine Corps um, basic training base. And the command chaplain there was a priest from the Archdiocese of Boston, and he was 70 years old. Mm. The general there on the base liked him so much that he had some juice and he kept them over. Look at you. Yeah. Trying to figure out how to stay past your well, 70. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, I love yeah. it. Don't, you know what? I feel so bad for Father Highland right now listening to this thing going, wait a minute, you're not supposed to go anywhere, yeah, I know, Paul. I know, I know. <laughs> Listen, stay here. 
Get the hearing taken care of, you know, take care of yourself. You've gone through so much. I think everybody's very happy to have you back. I am happier to be back. I know not everybody in Evergreen Park goes the most holy redeemer, but the fact that you... You 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 know you're like a fixture in this in this village. There were a lot of people that reached out to me asking how you were doing. You were part of the show before you went off on your deployment. We're all just really happy that you're back. I'm happier than you could ever imagine that I'm back. It's the E P podcast. All things Evergreen Park. It's the E P podcast. Evergreen Park